the Love Your Story podcast. Have you ever been in a position where you felt judged, where you wished people would just allow you to live the life you wanted and that they'd live their life without imposing their expectations on you? Have you ever been on the other side of that coin? In this life, we have agency and responsibility to create whatever beautiful storyline we deem best for us. But so often we feel we need to direct someone else's direction or we receive resistance from others who want us to move in different ways than we deem right for us. Today, we are talking about the art of allowing. In my interview with Jamie Lerner, co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, and a past psychotherapist, we will be discussing the joys and freedom to move about the world without having judgment about what anyone else is saying or doing. She believes that everyone is allowed to choose what is best for themselves, and when we tend to what is best for our own selves and have clarity for ourselves, we care not what others have chosen for themselves. The entire point of allowing is to feel good as we flow from one loving moment to the next, creating unconditional relationships along the way. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Stay tuned for my interview with Jamie. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story Power serves you best when you know how to use it. I invited Jamie Lerner on the show today because she has a couple areas of expertise that I feel are key to creating our best life story. The first that I want her to share is her thoughts and insights on the arts of allowing. And the second, and the reason she originally caught my attention is that when she works with her clients, one of her favorite questions to ask is, is your storyline working well for you? She believes that the story we are incessantly telling is directly reflected in the life that we are living. And if you change your story, you will change your life. You know, this is the space we live in here on the Love Your Story podcast. So I'm excited to hear her thoughts today. Jamie Lerner, welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Let's start out with you telling us a little about who you are as a person. What's your story? Well, I was born with a knowing and I think that we all are. And I think that all the contrast that we get caught up in as we move through our lives, that we kind of forget um, that we were born with a knowing and we get further and further away from our inner being. So my story is such that there was a a turning point in my life where I had to make a choice at a very young age to just stay very tuned into myself and allow myself to be directed. And in doing so, I had to let go of some of the perceived connections I had with my family of origin. So, so why, why at a very young age did that come up? Um, I think that it was very clear to me when I was really young that I was very connected to myself and heard my own inner direction. And then I looked to my mother who, um, you know, I think we look to our parental figures 
to reflect that back to us. And I was not able to get any of that from her because she was very emotionally disconnected from herself, which I really didn't understand all that then. And it took me half my life to um, figure it out. In so what, meantime, what does that I mean? The choice. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean being um, emotionally disconnected from yourself? Well, I think that when we are so busy, and my mother was the most extraordinary person. She lived 10 lifetimes. Um, she was so busy uh, avoiding herself by dealing with so many other things that she was interested in, um, saving the world, to, <laughs> to be very specific. So as a result of all of that, when we do not have a connection with ourselves, I think it is very difficult, if not impossible, to have a connection with another. I do believe that the relationship that we have with ourselves is the very foundation that we then go on to create relationships with other people. Okay, so tell me, what does it, what does it look like to be connected to yourself? I think it's moment to moment for most of us. And I think our ability to be a bit quiet and hear our own mind chatter and to kind of sift through that and to feel that we have a somewhat uh, relationship between what is going on in our mind and our inner being. So our connection to ourselves, if we are criticizing ourselves or another person, that is a clear indication that in this moment, we're not connected to ourselves. Because if we were, we would not be criticizing ourselves or judging another person. So as we walk through the day, if we find that we're judging people, that's a great indication for us to kind of take a step back and say, wait a minute, am I feeling a bit disconnected from myself? So how do you reconnect because, to yourself? If, if you find yourself doing that, what's the step for, okay, how do I get back to me? How do I get back to balance? Well, then you actually have a choice because you might choose not to reconnect with yourself. You might say, okay, I'm disconnected and I'm feeling very critical of other people today and very judgmental and I'm going to stay there. And the beauty of that is that's a choice and that's a conscious choice. And I applaud that. So stay disconnected to yourself with the understanding that at any moment you want to make a shift out of being disconnected to reconnecting with yourself, you also have that ability to do so. So what made you transition from um, an active um, psychotherapy practice um, angle to something that was less clinical? I never felt 100% comfortable doing psychotherapy with people because we were continually asking them to look look backwards. And it didn't seem, it was like counterintuitive for me. How do we keep people back as we're asking them to move forward or they're asking to move forward? So that is kind of what psychotherapy does. It's just a constant 
healing the layers of what happened in our past, and I just did not find it to be helpful or productive for most people who really wanted to move forward from where they are to where they wanted to be. And so now you work with with clients from a perspective of loving self, trusting self, finding joy, being in the moment, rather than looking backwards, looking forward and using your choices and agency right now to, to create your forward movement, to create your story, right? Yes. And once people get the hang of it, I mean, they really get hooked and they realize how much power they have. I mean, we're such powerful creators. Right. We are, we are such amazing resources for ourselves. Well, I so think when we tap into that, you know, we can create it all. I totally believe that. Absolutely believe that because, and I think one of the things that we often don't think about, because I don't think we're taught it very often, is this idea, um, I believe in God. So I believe that we are children of God and God is a creator. And so we, excuse me, are children of a creator. That means that we are, you know, we're, we're many creators. So from my perspective, I think it's just innate in who we are as beings to create um, and to practice doing that. Like little gods and embryo, really, we are practicing every day by the choices we make, by the faith we use, by the, the stories we tell ourselves. We are creating, I feel like there's a happy medium between creating good with other people or bad with other people. We are creating energies. You know, we are creating so many things. And once we realize our power as creators and, and the need to refine and be aware and do that on purpose, then I think we start embracing who we are and moving forward. And I feel like that's, um, that's the angle that you're taking also. Yeah, and we can only do this for ourselves. We cannot create for another. Right. We can only create for ourselves and then be the living, breathing example of what's possible for another. Yeah. Okay, so I believe that we are all connected on a on a deeper spiritual level, like, like literally our energies, everything that, that we are all connected. So we have that connection with one another. And what I can see you saying is that when we focus on our space in the world, on our energy, on our mindset, on our creation that we are creating in the realm that we actually have responsibility and control over, and we allow other people to create in their authenticity, which builds the whole in a, bigger healthier allowing way is that in line with your thoughts and that adds to mass consciousness certainly so when we are tuned into ourselves and doing what we think is right for ourselves quite naturally we are so much more allowing of another to do the same and if each and every one of us would mind our own business to be tuned into ourselves and do what's best for us allow others to do what's best for themselves i believe that this would be uh, a much, uh, just a, a, a healthier, happier place for us all to live. Sure. So when you talk about the art of allowing, um, what does that look like for you? Tell me more about um, how you help create that with your clients and what that means. Well, once again, it starts with connecting to yourself, trusting yourself, and trying to figure out 
what do you want for yourself? Because the other reason we're always looking at somebody else is because we don't know what we want for ourselves or we're frightened to think about what we want for ourselves. So that's a great question to start becoming lovingly curious about. What do I want for me? Not for my spouse or my children or my employer, but for myself. And just by asking that very question, that connects us to ourselves. That's a mm -hmm. question we can ask ourselves and we can begin to answer slowly. There's no one answer. Moment to moment, we want different things for ourselves. And it's interesting because all of the contrast that we've experienced in our life gets us closer and closer to knowing what we do want. Because clearly, we know what we don't want. And I ask people all day long what they want, and they tell me what they don't want. So we know what you don't want. Now, what do you want? Because that's where you have the control, creating consciously for yourself what you're wanting. Okay, so let's say you're doing this, but you are married. And so you have someone else who is very, very tied to you that you are partners with. And so what you want ends up affecting them. Um, at what point and where's the wisdom in um, consideration of other in this space of self? I believe that if there is something we desire for ourselves and we are clear about it, that the other person that we're in a relationship with is also clear about it. In most relationships, if people would take care of themselves, if they would do things for themselves and make themselves happy, instead of looking to their partners mm. and asking their partners to make them happy, I think the relationship would be much happier. Mm -hmm. So taking personal responsibility, <clears throat> instead of blaming your partner for the fact that you know, you don't have time to exercise or you don't have time to do this, to create the time to go exercise, to come back to the relationship feeling nurtured and nourished, it certainly makes you a better partner in the relationship. And I think your partner would applaud you for that instead of turning to your partner and expecting they're supposed to do that for you. Sure. So that happens all the time. All the time. So yeah. It's a win-win for all. I think oftentimes people engage in romantic relationships, hoping that the other person will make them feel fulfilled and create that happiness for them. So I think that's the, that's the first go-to space until you learn otherwise, you know, and mature into a space of bringing two whole people into a relationship and creating something bigger. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then I'd ask those people, how's that going for you? <laughs> mm -hmm. and probably the answer is it's not going too well so wonderful now you have some information and now you can create another option for yourself uh, redirect your energy in your current situation we don't need to change anything we don't our we can work with our current situation and reframe anything okay so let's talk about reframing what what's the um What's your go-to in reframing? How do you help people do that reframe? Well, first of all, I think it's important for people to understand that not much needs to change. The only thing that needs to happen is a shift and a thought about how you would like your current situation to look and feel. So that's the beginning of reframing.
vibrationally, whether we understand vibrationally where we are moment to moment, mm-hmm. that's how we attract everything. Everything is vibration. So if we're unaware vibrationally of where we're vibrating, and sometimes it's res, you know, it's residue. It's something that happened to us a long time ago that we're completely unaware of vibrational residue, and that we've brought it forward into our current situation or relationship. And based on that subtle vibrational resonance, we have attracted that component, whatever you want to call that, that energy. And we have it in our present day, and then we play it out. And what, what about small children, though, who are um, raped or molested? I, I don't believe they, they drew that to them. It's so complicated, and it is so much easier for me to believe that vibrationally, however they attracted that, the contrast of that is going to birth incredible desire and something wonderful is going to come out of it. Because the minute we begin to see anyone as a victim, even a small child, and it's very difficult. Or an animal. For me, it's very hard to see an animal as a victim. And yet, we literally take all the power away from that being. So if we could just for a moment allow ourselves to believe that, okay, this has occurred. It's horrific. Something good will come out of it. And usually it does. You know, amazing stories of people that have just been through horrendous things. Mm -hmm. Things that you would imagine who would even be able to survive. And they have blossomed and they have birthed in ways that, you know, are extraordinary. And that's, and that's the reframe. And I get that and I see it all of the time. But I, what I think that is, is I think that's people rising to the occasion to, to learn and grow from the difficult things that come into their lives, like someone whose children are killed in a car crash. They did not vibrationally attract that to themselves. And yet they have the freedom in how they're going to interpret the things that happened to them and how they're going to either die or thrive in dealing with the emotional trauma involved in it. So I... So I I think you're right. But I don't think this is kind of where we, we just have a different way of looking at something if somebody is taken from us a death of a child that is not I don't think a parent has attracted that situation into their experience that just is the experience and now what do they do with it absolutely I think that the child has attracted that situation into their experience the parents have not created for the child does that make sense yeah. So if something happens to somebody we love, it's not like we attracted the tragedy. The person attracted the tragedy, and we're experiencing the tragedy. You think somebody would difference. vibrationally attract a car accident for themselves? I think unconsciously, vibrationally, they would attract not wanting to be here anymore, being complete. So... There are many ways that, you know, people interpret whatever they interpret. And a lot of our interpretation of everything that happens really comes from how we interpret ourselves. We sift 
everything that happened to another and to us through ourselves. Everything comes through our own perspective. Sure. Everything. I think that we interpret everything that comes to us, but I think lots of the things that come to us are simply a... I mean, and I, I really do. I get, I am online with vibrations, with attraction, with all of that. But I think, and, and maybe this, this is, maybe these are contrary ideas, but I just think that agency is so strong in people that we don't have the responsibility for choices that other people make. And if we are in a path of no, choices. No, we don't have make. a responsibility for what other people make. We have a tr- responsibility for ourselves. It's personal responsibility. But to say that we, we attracted that, but to say that we attracted that gives us some space of responsibility. And I don't, I don't know that that's accurate. If we did not attract what the person necessarily has done to us. Okay. So okay. It, I don't know if you could be, I don't know if you have a personal example. I mean, I, I really don't know. I, I think that for every single person, whatever is happening to a person, mm-hmm. If you can be responsible for what's happening to you and not understand that it's happening to you, mm-hmm. it's not happening to you. It is happening, period. Mm. And so how have you contributed to this happening? Okay. So that's how you take personal responsibility. You know, I am so happy to be wrong. I love to be wrong because it really <laughs> gives me an opportunity to look at myself and to say, where am I in this moment? that, you know, I am entangled in whatever I'm entangled in. It's, I love it. I just feel mm-hmm. so blessed by it. But it's exciting when we can look at ourselves as a participant in everything that we are involved in. And I Don't look at the other person. Yeah. It doesn't matter about what the other person is doing. Even if we, we are this, you know, the, the subject of, of the provocation. It's, how are, how are we responding? How are we interpreting it? Okay, so... See, that changes everything. It does. It does our interpretation, our response. But so I'll give you a, a personal example. So there was a guy who asked me to loan him some money. I loaned him some money. We have the contract written out of when he was supposed to pay it back, all that type of thing. And he has not done it. And is making excuses and, you know, we're months out on it and, and now twisting the story into things that never happened and were, and from my perspective, and I'm, I'm trying to be open to, um, I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to, to be clear. I'm trying to communicate, but it is what it is. He's basically stolen money from me. So what, what is my role in this? My role in this was my choice to give him the money in the first place. My role is that I get to choose how I want to respond to this and how anxiety ridden I choose to be about it and the stories I'm telling about it in my head. But um, I did not attract I, you know, I, what would I have done that would have attracted that? So if you use that as, as an example and 
if you think to yourself, if you're having this conversation with yourself and you're, and you're saying to yourself, have there been other times in my life where I have felt really disappointed by a person or I have really put myself out there in such a way to help someone and they have, you know, really just disappointed me or disrespected me. And so that, that, it's an opportunity for you to have another kind of conversation with yourself, not to say this person shouldn't pay you back, or I don't even know if this person is ever going to pay you back. Right. You're right. You're going to get to choose how to feel about it. You gave him the money. That was your choice. And however you felt about it in the moment that you gave him the money, if you were ambivalent about giving him the money and then you just gave it to him, you, there vibrationally, there is something right there. So I don't know what the terms were. I mean, you do. You, you know how you felt. If you are not in alignment, feelings and action is one. And you do something, it never turns out well, ever. Because that would be inspired action. But people don't give themselves the time to line up their thoughts and feelings before they make a conscious choice. Mm. People tend to do things and then something doesn't work out and then they're so surprised and then they feel like they're the victim. So when something like that happens to me, I think to myself, was I in alignment with that choice I made if it did not turn out right? And usually I can say, no, I wasn't. So you know what? This is exactly what happened and I get it. And next time I'm going to be really much more mindful in alignment before I commit to something or give something, to whatever that is. Okay, so I I can see that. Thank you. Um, this part where you were talking about have there been other times in the past where um, you have gone out on a limb for people and given them something and tried to support them and that was not reciprocated, the trust was broken, that type of thing. Um, are you saying that um, they're repetitive things that you need to live out? or I mean, where were you going with that one? If, if that's something that you or a person could identify, there's a pattern there. So vibrationally, there's a residue. You keep dragging that vibrational story along unconsciously. And so you keep recreating it unconsciously. And the more you get conscious of it, then the more you can say, okay, I need to clean up, clean that vibration up because I keep taking it with me unconsciously and keep playing this out. And at that point, that's why it's good to look back for just a few minutes, identify whatever that residue is, and clean up your vibration around it, and then move forward. So how do you clean up a vibration around something if you're noticing patterns? Well, first you understand it for what it is. And, and it's, it's never about being upset with yourself. It's always about becoming lovingly curious, really embracing yourself in this lovely way where you can just kind of laugh about it and go, oh my goodness, you know, like I did it again. Like, oh gosh, like, <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like funny, like, okay. And then you, then you isolate what that pattern feels like because there is, there's like a feeling that if you allow yourself to get conscious of, you would recognize the feeling. It's kind of like just something that you just kind of know. And that's where you start. That's how you understand that, yes, this is familiar. This is familiar. Mm. And then you get to choose what you want to do with it. 
because for some people, they understand it, it's familiar, and then they don't want to do anything, and that's okay too. I like so the idea every, of checking to see if you're in alignment with what you were doing. Oh, it's everything. It's everything. It's alignment around food. It's alignment around everything. To take the time where you know, your thoughts and feelings are one. And if we consciously would make choices like that. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you don't need to say yes or no to anybody. You could just say to them, let me think about that and get back to you. Give yeah. yourself time. You know, I think procrastination is our greatest friend. <laughs> it really gives us time to pause and to get ourselves in alignment with the task at hand. Um, I, I like that because as you're talking about it and I'm thinking about this particular situation, um, I was not in alignment with giving him the money. In fact, my first go-to was no, that, you know, what an odd request that you would ask me for this. We don't have that type of relationship and no, I'm not going to. And he pushed and, you know, there were tears and there, and I'm thinking, okay, I need to, to help. And, you know, and, and so I ended up doing something that at the moment there was just a shift and I thought, okay, I, sh I should go ahead and do this, but certainly okay, not in alignment. But stop. But should is never a reason to anything. There is no should. If you think you should do something, don't do it. You're not in alignment with it. Because okay. if you really wanted to do it, mm -hmm. you would just do it. And, and so the other thing is that your inner being, your inner knowing was dead on and you didn't listen to yourself, mm -hmm. which is okay. You know, don't be upset with yourself. But you know, you always know for yourself. And when it doesn't feel right, it's not right. You have to honor that. No matter how upset you allow another person to get with you, because you only would allow that person to get upset with you or not. If you are clear about saying, you know what, this just isn't feeling right for me, and that person was upset with you, you wouldn't care. You would say, I'm so sorry you feel this way, and you'd get on your merry way. So that's another opportunity to really know you're in alignment with something. Because once you've made your decision, you're very, in, in a very loving way, you have a lot of compassion for how it affects the other person, but it's okay. It's, it's, you know, you're like, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. And you just move on. No, I like that because if I had taken more time, if I hadn't felt pressured, I, I would not have done it because it didn't feel, it didn't feel wise. You know, in some ways, the best thing to do, about, I don't know what kind of money we're talking about, but if you, if you really don't think that this person is going to repay you, I think you should just let it go. Just allow it as a gift to contact this person and say, you know, this feels better to be a gift to you. And that's it. And then never be in touch with this person again. And really allow yourself to give it as a gift. If you feel that there's maybe a way that he will give it back to you, I guess there's another way to go about it. But the right. most important thing at the end of all this is that you can feel good about yourself. This has nothing to do with this other person. And it doesn't have to do with money either. I mean, money is important. I get it. But don't use money. Is it the excuse to, to like to stand on ceremony and have a principle over this? It won't serve you. And it doesn't even sound like that's who you are. Right. Right. And I, mean, and I you sound like a very giving person and a very loving person. And, you know, don't give this person the power to take that away from you. 
and in the end, really, you know, when it's all tied up, however, I decide to wrap it up and whatever perspective I choose, you know, am I better off coming to it from a place of giving and allowing and letting go and moving forward with a positive energy or, um, or holding on to resentment and, and, you know, victimization and that kind of thing. So there's definitely a choice there. And one is very negative and one is not. Well, one will feel better than the other. And one is more in in alignment with who you are. So, you know, whatever you choose, but so these are like such interesting opportunities for people to really have these great, blessed conversations with themselves about themselves. This is like such a great example. And in the end, it doesn't even matter, you know, what the outcome is going to be. You know, it, it will, hopefully it will just be in keeping with who you are. So that you can stay true to who you are. So that ties us back but, around to the allowing in the beginning. You're allowing you to be who you are and allowing other people to be who they are. Right. And so this gentleman, you don't even have to have a point of view about him. You never have to have another thought about him. It's not that he's bad or distrustful or wrong. None of that matters. It has nothing to do with you. This man is going to be who he is. And I guarantee he's going to be the same person he is with you, with everybody else. Mm -hmm. So he did not go out of his way and step out of his integrity just with you. He does it with everybody. Yeah. So it's okay, you know, and hopefully... You know, you won't be crossing his path or other people like that in, in the future. And that's it. End of story. You never have to talk about it. Or it just never even has to come up again. It's, do you, do you believe you know, in anything, karma? Really, no, I don't. <laughs> I, what I believe in is that we attract how we feel about ourselves. That's what I believe. That's, that is the karma. We make our karma based on the relationship that we have. When we love ourselves, we love other people. When we do not love ourselves, we do not love other people. And we do not attract loving people into our experience. Mm. And we can't see it because we are attracting a reflection of ourselves. So... I just think if we had a loving, unconditional relationship with ourselves, it would just make everything so much better. (laughs) Thank you. But people really avoid that. People don't want to address themselves. They just don't want to. And that's okay. You know, I understand it. I totally get it. You know, and that's the allowing part too. Knowing that, you know, most people aren't interested. And most people do not live a vibrationally high life, which is okay too. But it's good to know it's possible and available. Well, and so many of the people who listen to this podcast, I found are people who desire to live a higher vibrational life. They're people who have been through hard things and actually have done some really great work on it or people who want to and feel the need. They're seekers. Um, the people who listen to this podcast, the audience are, are wanting to do that, to live at higher levels, to create better things. Well, that's wonderful because then you're a wonderful inspiration, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> we get hope. We get hope. <laughs> so can you tell us a little about your book? 
the ever-loving essence of you is um, a timeless little gem. And the beauty of it is that you could open up any page and just take, you know, a sentence or a paragraph. Um, it doesn't go in any order. And it's just a very loving reminder of um, how important it is for us to be connected to ourselves so that we can be connected to other people. And that's really what the whole book is about. And it's very short and very easy to read. So where can people find it? And if they wanted to know more about what you do or work with you, where can they find you at? The book is available on Amazon. And um, I have a website. It's www.jamie-lerner.com. And everything that you would ever want to know about myself and what I do is on that website as long. And then there's also podcasts. This podcast will be on the back of the website too. Um, and lots of free things to kind of um, peruse through. Great. So um, in parting, what, um, what do you feel is overall advice for people who are trying to create their lives on purpose and create the best stories and, and really do themselves, um, you know, up level, go go to the next level and creating what they want for themselves. What advice would you give? I would say, trust yourself. You always know for yourself, even if you don't know how or why you always know and love yourself. Trust yourself and love yourself. You can't go wrong with that, can you? No, that's where it all begins. (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. (laughs) You're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. for tuning in to this episode of the Love Your Story podcast. As you can tell from our conversation, Jamie and I do not align on all of our approaches with things. So we had open, honest conversation and asked some questions. And I will be the first to admit that this thing called life, I am always learning. I don't claim to know the answers, but I do ask the questions. And there've been a couple interviews with people and mind thought leaders that I've had on the podcast where the things that Um, feel right to me. The things that I believe in don't necessarily align with their thoughts. I continue to publish those episodes and put them out there because I do believe that there are lots of people with lots of different ways of seeing and doing and believing. And there are lots of tools for people to create their best life stories. So we even when we don't agree on the same things, it's food for thought for you guys that are listening. Um, My tendency to not believe that we attract everything that comes into our lives is that I think that that does not create for us a space of, I, I just think there are things, there are, you know, I don't believe that pets attract abuse. I don't believe that small children attract molestation. I don't believe that, um, you know, that the things that happened to us, a car accident, that type of thing, that vibrationally we attracted that. I think a lot of things in life just happen. And then our, where we come in with our agency is how do we react to those things? How, what's our choice? What do we create from these things that, that happen to us? And to me, I don't believe that that relinquishes power. I don't believe that we have to 
take responsibility for everything that happens to us in order to be powerful. I believe that our power comes from being able to um, decide how we want to deal with given situations. And our power comes from being self-aware and deciding how do I shift? How do I progress? How do I move to the next level and deal with this particular situation that's right in front of me in the best possible way moving forward? How do I learn? Um, I feel like you know, if you're to tell a child and there are many people out there that have been in a molestation situation. And if you're one of them, then this might make sense to if somebody says you attracted that to yourself as a child, all that does is bring, um, I suspect, shame or guilt or I'm responsible for things that I really had no control over. And I'm not I'm not in line with that. So Again, I admit I don't have the answers to all the questions, but I think um, I appreciate Jamie sharing her thoughts and her insights, and she may be spot on, um, or, you know, maybe there's a, a mix of ideas that um, flow and work together. You, de- you decide what what works for you. But I appreciate you being here on this podcast episode. Hopefully you got a takeaway, an inspiration, a piece of empowerment. I love the art of allowing because I'm a really, really big fan of um, not having other people control my life. And I'm also a really big fan of allowing other people to be who they are and not wanting the responsibility to judge or control their lives. There is such freedom in just allowing the gorgeous aspects of each individual, who they are, the gifts they have, the talents they have, the way they interpret life to be that, and then choosing to be around those people who vibrate at your level, those people who bring into your life the beauty and the variety that you need. And I celebrate, celebrate the individuality of people. And if people are making choices that I don't necessarily align with, then that's great. They get to go do their way and make their thing. Doesn't mean that I have to be a part of it or let them into my space, but certainly I can allow for their individuality and their opinions and their way of creating and doing. And, and there's a real freedom. There's, it's a, it's a beautiful way to live this art of allowing. So as you're out there this week, creating your story, see what you can allow your challenge, allow, um, the love and trust in yourself and allow other people to find their own path and you um, release any anxiety or need to control or judgment about the paths that other people are creating for themselves. Have a great week out there. Check out the website, loveyourstorypodcast.com to leave reviews, to comment on the episodes, to find all 100 plus episodes there. You've got the cover photos, the the show notes, and on the show notes, you can find Jamie Lerner's contact information. And also you can sign up for the 21 day challenge. We are doing group 21 day challenge so that there's multiple people supporting each other and um, doing the challenges together. So much fun. We've been having a great time with that. Really good response. And we'd love to have you join on. You can sign up for the challenge on the website and then a group leader will get in touch with you and um, see if you want to do it with a group or on your own. And we've got, we've got the tools for creating your best life stories. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.